0: Yes, yes, yes people. Welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber. Oh, forgot what we are doing for a second. <laughs> well, this is another two part of people. But before we do anything, let us get into the top 10 films streaming in the UK right now, okay? So at number 10 We've got J.J. Abrahams The Rise of Skywalker The last of the You know Latest trilogy At number 9 We've got um, Yarrow Cheney and Scott Moose's The Grinch At number 8 we have Stephen Gregan's Doolittle Which means at number 7 We've got the um, huge hit from Dan Scanlon That's Onward At number 6 huh, Another one from JJ We've got The false Awakens Which means at number 5 We have Frozen 2 From Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck So at number 4 We've got Sam Mendes' World War 1 film 1917 At number 3 A classic From Jean Favreau That is Elf At number 2 We've got The Last Christmas from Paul Feig And at number one Which supposedly has been making a killing for Disney Plus We've got Nicky Caro's live action Mulan So uh, yeah people This first part we've got a couple of films Right And um yeah, then tune in for part two Where we have got a film and an interview So uh, all fun stuff here people But before we get into that Let's check out a little information first Okay people Sheffield DocFest is ending their year in a big way From Friday... Thirteenth Sheffield DocFest will present its fourth and final program for its 2020 festival, "Ghosts and Apparitions." Ghosts and Apparitions encompasses films and artworks, each part of DocFest 2020 official selection, and all presented online Friday, the thirteenth of November. Until Thursday the 26th of November Since the first glimpses of the moving image Ghosts were haunting our imaginations Including those yet to be A ghost from then meets a ghost from now Histories and collective memory are born And cinema, the dismantling of frontiers Films of all lengths, artists, video, audio, and XR performances will all feature across the Ghost and Apparition film program and arts program, each experimenting with form and expanding the boundaries of what documentary can be. The program combined involves 13 films and artworks. Representing nine spoken languages And spanning 12 countries around the world Argentina, Canada, Chile, Czech Republic France, Israel, Netherlands, Spain, Taiwan, Thailand, UK and USA Filmmakers and artists include Among others, Orit Ashery an Israeli German uh, award-winning interdisciplinary artist based in the UK and an alumni of Sheffield Hallam University. Sophia Bordowitz, an award-winning Canadian filmmaker, and Paula Albuquerque. An experimental Portuguese filmmaker and scholar based in the Netherlands. Kikan, the UK and Germany based collective will present a live interactive experience from a virtual world on Saturday the 14th of November. The film programme will be available online to all UK based public. At Sheffield DocFest selects, and internationally via DocPlayer from five p.m. on the thirteenth of November until twenty three fifty nine on the twenty sixth of November. Select titles are also available to watch via Moby. Um, one of our DocFest program partners The arts program will be available online for audiences Internationally and free of charge Via the Sheffield DocFest website um, From the same times you know, Which is always a good thing uh, An old question for humans is How can we make visible what is invisible? Sometimes only um, semantic Sometimes a faded memory Sometimes just a dream In our film program Transitional processes are present and relevant From forgetfulness to remembrance From past into present From the individual into the collective realms The buried memory of civil war in Spain Present in spaces and objects in deep waters Recollections of childhood And the processes of transformation of the city of Taipei in the tunnel All that is forgotten in an instant Builds an intricate passionate journey Between words, translations and political landscapes And truth or consequences brings to life the ghost's desires and fragilities that haunt a community and build their uh, resistant vision of life. Love and death are two of the most fundamental and universal realms of human existence. And cinema has been one of their most loyal storytellers. Loss of our loved one and the quest for meaning in dissolution in man amour. The, eff- the effort to understand and realize loss as a challenge for making a film in point and line to plane. Ghost and Apparitions is also about experimenting with cinematic forms and narratives. And questioning what documentary can be. Firm is a voyage outside the anthropophic perspective over landscape and nature. So, people, all of this, you know what I mean? It starts on Friday the 13th. So, you know, tomorrow... Okay, so go to the information of the episode and you will be able to find um how to access and everything like that. All right, enjoy Cronenberg fans. You are in for a treat because Shudder AMC Network's premier service for horror, thriller, and supernatural announced today that it's teamed up with award-winning production company Shaftesbury to make a new eight-episode installment of the hugely popular horror series Slasher. Hailed by bloody disgusting as top-notch horror storytelling, Slasher Flesh and Blood will stream exclusively exclusively on horror platform Shudder in the US, Australia and New Zealand in 2021. Shudder will also be streaming Home for Flesh and Blood in Canada, the UK and Ireland Following its linear premieres in those countries The series will be broadcast exclusively on Hollywood Suite in Canada Production is underway now in Ota- Ontario, Canada Slasher Flesh and Blood follows a wealthy but dysfunctional family gathering for a reunion on a secluded island. Their old wounds and competitive rivalries flare up when the family realises a masked killer is on the island, intent on cruelly picking them off one by one. As with the past instalments of the series, Slasher Flesh and Blood will combine elements of traditional murder mystery with intense horror and bold kills that audiences have come to expect. Canadian horror legend David Cronenberg has joined the cast for the new season, which will also continue Slash's trend of bringing back cast members in new roles. Returning from previous seasons are Paula Brancati, Jefferson Brown, Patrice Goodman, Sabrina Gedrich and Christopher Jackett. New faces this year include Rachel Crawford, Janine Goosen, Sidney Meyer, and Alex Orzes. Slasher is clever, bloody, scary, and fun, and adding David Cronenberg to the mix will take this new installment of the series to the next level, says Craig Engler, Shudders at General Manager. We couldn't be more excited to work with Aaron Martin and the team over at Shaftesbury to bring the Slasher flesh and blood to Shudder members. We are so thrilled that Slasher will be brought back to life on Shudder, said Shasbury chairman and CEO Christina Jennings. We know the fans of the show weren't ready to say goodbye. So we are eager to bring them the goriest, scariest chapter of this anthology yet. Hmm, not bad, right, people? The Slasher series over delivers on good old fashioned gore, horror and fun with fast pacing and exceptional casting. Said David Kind's President Hollywood Suite. We are very excited to throw our support behind the series and resurrect it for another bone-chilling season. So you can follow the production via Slasher's social media channels. They're on Facebook as Slasher TV, Twitter as Slasher Series, and Instagram as Slasher TV Official. So... Something new to look forward to people Horror fans, the year may be coming to a close But there is still plenty to look forward to Shudder is closing out its record breaking year With holiday specials from two of their most popular series Exclusive new Supernatural Chillers Massive new collections focused on holiday horrors and Galio. And so much more, people. Okay, so the December highlights. Well, a um, a Shudder special will be Joe Bob Saves Christmas. Um, It's the Christmas spirit takes over the last drive-in As Joe, Bob and Darcy close out the year With a double feature of Holiday Horrors Premieres live on the Shudder TV Feed Friday, December the 11th And will be made available on demand On Sunday, December the 13th You've also got A Creeps Show Holiday Special In the holiday themed hour long special Shapeshifters Anonymous Featuring, fearing he is a murderer An anxious man searches for answers For his unique condition From an unusual support group It's starring Anna Camp And Adam Pally the special is written and directed by Creep Show showrunner Greg Nicotero based on a short story by J.A. Conrath. Okay, so that hits Shudder on the 18th of December. Okay, so they are also having some, you know, original um, exclusive movies. So there is anything for Jackson. On the 3rd of December After losing their only grandson In a car accident Grief stricken Audrey And Henry, a doctor Kidnap his pregnant patient With the intentions of performing A reverse exorcism Putting Jackson inside her unborn child It doesn't take long to figure out Jackson isn't the only ghost The grandparents invited Onto their home Now it's a race against time For the couple As well as the pregnant woman To figure out a way Out of the haunting they've set Upon themselves <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Consider this wintry anti-nativity tale Shudders Christmas Counter-programming from a writer and director Who together have made a bevy of traditional holiday movies That's Keith Cooper and Justin G. Dyke um, Believe me, this ain't Baby in a Manger or Christmas with a Prince It's starring Sheila McCarthy Julian Rickings Constina Mantelewis. Josh Crudas and Yannick Bison. Whew. And it does sound a little scary. Okay, so on the 17th of December, you also will be getting the pale door. So the Dalton gang find shelter in a seemingly uninhabited ghost town after a train robbery goes south. Seeking help for their wounded leader, they are surprised to stumble upon a welcoming brothel in the town square. But the beautiful women who greet them are actually a coven of witches with very sinister plans for the unsuspecting outlaws. And a battle between good and evil is just beginning. It's starring Devon Druid, Zachary Kington, Bill Sage Pat Healy, Natasha Bassett Stan Shaw Melora Walters And it's directed by Aaron B. Koontz um, Who Directed um, Some of Scare Package Which um, you know We spoke about earlier in the year okay? So you're Also getting new series Alright so Season 2 of Ellie Ruth's History of Horror That will be hitting the platform on the 10th of December Um, There will be new collections as well uh, So you've got the Holy Galley Christmas Okay, so slip on your black gloves And deck the halls with bloody murder Italian style as Shudder debuts its biggest ever collection of Gallio cinema. Both classic and modern with films by Dario Argenta, Lucia Fulci, Laberato Bava, Michel Savi, Sergio Martino and many, many more. Okay, so it will be featuring A Blade in the Dark, death an Egg, Black Belly of the Tarantula, The Case of the Bloody Iris, The Corruption of Chris Miller, The Editor, The Fifth Chord, New York Ripper, The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave, The Red Queen Kills, Seven Times, Short Night of Glass Dolls, Stage Fright, Torso, Trauma, your vice is a locked room, and what have you done to Salange? Whoo, man! And um, yeah, it will be coming on the second. Okay, so uh, yeah, not bad, a eh, people? Not bad at all. But there's also other new films. All right, so you've got Blood B, which, um, I mean, well that comes on the 30th November But we'll still count it, alright So that's a young woman travels to rural Wisconsin To meet her boyfriend's family And a samurai spirit, warrior spirit Possesses her body to go on a bloody killing spree it's Starring Helen Benton, Terry Brown, Dana Day um, You've also got the body Okay, so a darkly funny and twisted journey taking place entirely on one forgettable Christmas Eve. Body revolves around a trio of college co-eds whose dalliance with breaking entering goes hor- horribly awry. Following a freak accident, the girls find themselves entangled in a Hitchcockian nightmare steeped in tension, suspicion, double-crossing and murder where no one is to be trusted and a new twist lies around every corner. From the team behind this year's villains, it's starring Helen Rogers, Alexander Toshkran, Lauren Molina, Larry Fresden, um, and it's directed by Dan Burke and uh, Robert Olson. Okay, so you've got rape rare experts, uh, directed by Jalmari Hallender in this darkly comic gem. It's Christmas Eve in Northern Finland, and an archaeological dig has just unearthed Santa Claus. But this Santa isn't one you want coming to town When local children begin disappearing Pierre Thierry and his father Capture the mythological being And attempt to sell Santa To the corporation sponsoring the dick hmm. So yeah, plenty to look forward to And there's plenty more people You know Classic films like The Lost Boys, Bran Stoker's Dracula. (laughs) If you haven't got Shudder, you might want to go pick it up now. Film Festival fans, you are definitely still in luck. Because this year's UK Film Festival London will take place online from the 22nd to the 29th of November and will offer UK and worldwide audiences a unique chance to catch the latest award-winning short films in the comfort of their own homes. The program also includes an innovative selection of features by established and up-and-coming directors, as well as cutting-edge documentaries and animation films. The 2020 edition has once again been curated twice by twice Berlin winning director Petros Silvatras. The feature film highlight of the 2020 edition stars Vinnie Jones, Malcolm McDowell, and Ron Perlman in the exciting character-driven thriller The Big Ugly by Scott Whipper, in which London mob bosses invest in a West Virginia, Virginia oil deal in the hope of laundering dirty money causing mayhem to Anglo American relations. The shorts lineup includes The Present, directed by Farah Nablusi, an entry from Palestine, which won an award at the twenty twenty Clermont Ferrand Short Film Festival. Others not to be missed include the hilarious On the Boat by Bizak Mamatiliv and Irene Maury's Sensitive and Haunting Watermelon Juice from Catizan and Spain respectively. Another feature film highlight is the UK premiere of Yon Lu by Hoiq Monterrey from Brazil, which won the Critics Award at this year's Sao Paulo International Film Festival. Two moving documentary features, not to be missed, reflect on ethnic cleansing and forced migration in the 1940s. Zahel's House by Gabriel Greer, About the return of a woman to an area of Turkey Where her grandparents' generation had suffered slaughter and deportation And the Cannibals Voices from 1944 A Danish entry by Chechen filmmaker Zule Magazivev Which weaves the fate of her own family into the story of Stalin's deportation of Chechens to Central Asia. Once again, the festival is delighted to offer candidates awards in various categories. So, for um, the full program, you can just go to their website. Which is um, in the information details of this episode But it's um, ukfilmfestival.com Okay, so then just go to the festival program tab And um, to be able to, uh, you know, watch films, attend An online festival pass is £9 £9 just think how cheap that is Right And um, short film screening blocks And feature film tickets Are priced between £3 and £4.50 You know Which is uh, A bargain You know what I mean So listen Last year's festival was Great There was some fantastic films Um And I believe that there was a documentary on um, cows, and that has just won a big award with uh, BAFTA. So, listen, the films that you will see here are top-rated shorts and features. So, you do not want to miss this, people. Okay, so it is between the 22nd and 29th of November... Right, so just round the corner, this year's UK Film Festival London. Do not miss it. Okay, so now we've, uh, you know, got all of that information. And people, remember the film festivals, okay? Let's get into this week's films. Here we go. Okay, sometimes I'll, um, you know what I mean, I'll check out a, a kind of a teen flick, right? That's what you call them, right? Teen flicks? I don't know. But, you know, I check them out, not using my theme, but sometimes you come across something like, um, what if, you know, confessions of being a wallflower, you know, stuff like that, that was um very good. You know, so yeah, I decided to give Endless a look. Right, it's um, directed by Scott Spear, who um you might know from the Step Up films. Um, did a load of music videos back in the day. Right, that cat. It's produced by Basil Iwak. Um, yeah, written by Andre Case and O'Neill. Sharma. And um you know it's got a it's got a decent cast, right? You've got X-Men Alum, um Fem Fam Jack Jansen and Alexander Ship. Um Ship plays Riley. Uh Jacks Jansen plays Lee, right? Who is the mother of Nicholas Hamilton's character, Chris. You've got um, Daron Horton, plays Jordan. Um, Who else have we got? Uh, Catherine Lauhagust, who plays, um, you know, Ship's mum. Eddie Ramos, who plays her dad. Uh, Zoe Belkin, who plays Julia, her friend. Yeah, you know, and a few other people, right? Um, now, the gist of the story is this. When madly in love high school graduates Riley and Chris are separated by a tragic car accident, Riley blames herself for her boyfriend's death. While Chris is stranded in limbo, miraculously, the two find a way to connect. In a love story that transcends life and death, both Riley and Chris are forced to learn the hardest leaven, the hardest lesson of all. Letting go. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> kinda of cooly, right? But uh um, yeah, you know. You know, it is one of them films. So, of course, you have the corny, you know, synopsis and all of that. But what is the film itself actually like? Well, you know, I I kind of feel that, yes, there is a a, a corniness to it. Like, uh, in the initial kind of, basis of the film, like, the setup is, you know, it's a little narration from uh, Riley as we see some scenes, right, it's just like, (sighs) no one would have thought me and, you. well, no, it was like, the summer, blah, 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 went so fast, you know, I did an internship, you know, I graduated second in class, and I met Chris, like people would have thought, we're just totally opposite. I like to sit on a dock and draw. He, you know, barely graduated and likes to spend time on his motorcycle. And you kind of like that in itself doesn't make you incompatible. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they point out some. You know, he's stuff that doesn't necessarily make any sense, right? Um, you know, he also says, like, I was completely, truly, utterly hooked. I could be myself around Chris. He saw me for me. But that kind of stuff is never expanded upon, right? It's like, Okay, so what are the things that he saw? Like, what is the stuff that no one else understood? Right, and I thought the film could have done better with that. You know, there's certain things which it it didn't do. But I will say this, I really did like, right, and I wasn't quite sure, you know, watch the beginning with the film. I wasn't quite sure. I was like, eh. I'm gonna just hate this shit, man." But I really liked the um the death situation. I mean, that hold on, hold on, bear with me, people, because that sounded a little messed up. I know what I mean is. You know, in a lot of films that kind of deal with this thing, you know, you, you have someone that's died and they're sticking around and all of this, but all it ever is is, oh, I need to help them find out who killed me or, you know, I, I need, um, you know, them to realize that life does go, like, it's it's just that. That's it but then you kind of think, okay, right, but it never explains why then there's not loads of people doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Because if that is the case, surely, surely there would be hundreds of people doing exactly that thing, but there's not, right? So, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And, This film does do that. It does kind of give you this reason why. Why people wouldn't be doing that shit. And I thought that. That was very interesting. Right? Because I hadn't really. I don't know if maybe that's been in other stuff. But I don't believe I have seen it before. And I liked that. I thought that was something that isn't played up enough. That isn't kind of talked about, you know. I think it, it's a big. I think it's a big, powerful thing. Right? It, it kind of explains a lot. You know. Um, I also really liked. I think some of the the camera work. When um, Riley's drawing, you know, like it would kind of really zoom into the piece, then kind of go up to Riley, kind of pan back a bit, and then go back in. And I really liked that, the way it kind of drew you into the, the process of the sketching and creating the art, you know what I mean? I thought that was um, interesting. It was a it was a different way of kind of showing this, like demonstrating the art, you know, which I did enjoy. Now, like the film on you know, what I mean, on its whole, it's an okay film, right? It it's it it is kind of like. Your um ooh, I mean stuff like uh after we collide, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, all the bright places, you know, um all the boys I loved before it 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 I think it's on those lines. So if you enjoyed those films. I think you would gravitate to endless, you know? But um, I did kind of feel that if they had fleshed out some of the other stuff, it would have given the film a bit more impact, right? Because you've got kind of I think there's there's parts of the film that aren't really fleshed out. Like the relationship between Chris and his dad. Like that isn't even really, it's not spoken about until Chris is dead. So you're like, huh, what? You know, it it would have got more of an impact if this had been addressed earlier on. You know? I think, again, as I mentioned, showing why this relationship was so important to Riley. You know? Because we kind of see Chris being a dick. (laughs) Ain't gonna lie. That's the thing that kind of jumped out to me. Kind of a dick you know what I mean, selfish, right, that, that was the, the biggest thing I kind of thought, I'm like, hmm, okay, you say you love her, but what, yeah, and I think it would, the police scenes, you just kind of Surely there'd be a toxi- toxicology report. There is like some of the questions this officer is asking. Officer, inspector, I forget what he was. You know, but uh, police dude, and um, yeah, you're kind of like wait. Though the questions you are asking should be clear. From everything that went down, (laughs) it's kind of like, huh? And also, there's two people in a car, so a phone doesn't really mean anything. Right? It was kind of crazy. It was all kind of crazy in there. And along with the whole um, resolution to that part of it, you know what I mean? It was like, huh. I, I think, too, that the art, right, I it, it was odd that it's never kind of said that, I think, one, you don't have to have one without the other. Right, I, I think that's an important thing that I feel should have been emphasised. Now, we do see the thing at the end, but I think... You don't even need that. Right? Even without that. The art is always. You can always do the art. Right? You could always build and and sketch. And create. While you're doing anything else. And then that. And then that. Could become something else. But like, you don't have to give it up. To do. Whatever, whatever. You know, this is a crazy thing. Her friends were terrible. <laughs> like, her friends were terrible. Like, and we kind of feel that if you come up to someone and you say a certain thing, it is. You kind of feel that, oh shit, I kind of think something's going down. Like, yeah, that was a little baffling. That was a little baffling. I think mean, it's never really explained. Also, the um, at the end, like how you know showing up and that's not explained, which I thought was interesting. So I think you flesh all of these bits out, right, and it elevates the film. Elevates the film. You know what I mean? I I I, I kind of feel that. And the other thing, how the hell is no one pointing out how she looks, (laughs) you know? Like, no one seems to address that. I think a friend Julia's like, oh, you look terrible. Like, but that's it, no one, like her parents is just like, wait, what? You get a half-hearted, we should take you to the doctor. But that's it, you're like, seriously, people. What are we doing here <laughs> you know I mean there's issues we have issues <laughs> but um yeah no i i look I think this is 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 for your um yeah all all the crew that enjoy that um hmm teen romance, you know what I mean, yeah like the teen romance. Then I feel that uh, yeah, this will this will speak to you. You know what I mean? Th- this is your type of film, right? Because it's you know I I like I point out all of these things. That I kind of felt, but let's be real. It's not about that, right? It's ju- this film is about conveying. These moments, right? Conveying this teenage love, and you know, it probably does that. It is you know, you get to a certain age and you forget what it's like to be a teen. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, no, listen, I I feel it. It most likely would speak to um, yeah, your, your, your young, your youngsters. You know, it'll it will resonate, um, and also it, it might help them process certain things, who knows, right, who knows, I'm kind of skeptical people, ain't gonna lie, so um, yeah, endless, it isn't perfect, not perfect, but I feel that, you know, a lot of you will enjoy it. You know, it's, it's some something you can throw on on a Sunday, you know, with the fam, sit there, enjoy it together, yeah? It's one of those films, I feel, people. So, if that speaks to you, well, guess what? On Monday the 23rd of November, remember, people, Is when I say a date, you know what I mean? It's the 23rd of November. Well, I'm not being crazy. I'm not j- jumping ahead to December or shine. No, Monday the 23rd of November. Gosh, nearly slipped then. This will be available on all your major digital platforms. All okay? right? So you can download it and watch and enjoy it then. So um, there you go. You know, I do also, listen. Don't get me wrong. I I thought that... um alexander ship does a very good job of i think portraying the distress right the distress and then the you know emotion of being reunited you know i think she does a good job at that so there you go people endless out on monday okay Okay, so, listen, it, it, it would seem that it's very difficult to get away from a Christmas-themed film. Um, and, you know, listen, I am a little sceptical, right? But, you know, every now and again, you still want to cling, cling to that thing cling to the belief of love, right? So, I went and checked out A New York Christmas Wedding. Uh, so, this is written and directed by Ucha Abit. Um, it's produced by Corey Apton, um, Ian Phillips, Chris North, Armando Gutez, Peter Les along with a bit uh, cinematography is Ethan Madhoff production design is Alan Alex Matson costume design Aisha sure edited by Ian Phillips and our cast people so we've got um Nia Fairweather as Jennifer Ortiz. We've got Adriana DeMio as Gabrielle Verrucci. Now, the younger selves are played by Camelia Harden, that's the young Jennifer, and Natasha Goodman as the young Gabriel. We've then got um David Anzulo who plays Jennifer's dad, Mr. Ortiz. Uh, we've got um uh Ucha a bit. He's also starring in the film, wearing many hats. He plays David Wilkes, uh and we have Chris North, who plays Father Kelly. You know, so, um, yeah, you know, we've got a decent cast, you know, a few others, but they're they're our main players, I would say, right, and the gist of the film is this, right, as her Christmas Eve wedding draws near, Jennifer Ortiz is visited by Azriel, an angel of death, and shown what could have been if she hadn't denied her true feelings for her childhood best friend. Bum bum bum. So um yeah I think look a lot of you know, I guess romance these kind of films, they can be a little bit corny, right? So you always want to kind of, you know, look to see what could be new here, right? And so this film, it starts off in, I guess, you know, your kind of typical fashion, right? Well, we've actually got um, a voiceover from Cooper Cooch, who, um, you know, he actually plays Azriel Gabison. And the name makes more sense as you watch the film, right? There's a little twist on that, right? Um, So, yeah, he gives us this narration um, about, you know, true love and finding that connection. And he's going to show us a, a love story, right? Which is personal to him, he says. So then... We, um, we're we in a home. We've got a, a young lady. She's getting ready, right? And this young lady is Jennifer. And she's getting ready. She bakes some cookies, right? Makes some eggnog. She's all happy. Wet, and then she's waiting. Then we jump to another girl who's, you know, in an apartment with a guy. He's massaging her feet. And then we realise, ah, this other girl is Gabrielle. Now, the phone goes, you know, the guy's like, don't answer, don't answer. Because he's trying to put the moves on of her, of course. She does answer it. It's Jennifer. And, um, you know, they had plans to decorate the Christmas tree, do all this stuff. They get into a big row. Get into a big row, you know. Jennifer tells her, Don't call me again, don't talk to me. We're done. We see her write a letter, post it, and then we, um, we jump forward in time, right? Which, um, you know, it, it's something that always happened, right? So we jump forward, and now we're, um, with an older Jennifer, and she's working in a vet, a veterinarian. You know, it's 20 years later, right? So she's working, and, like, she has to put a dog down. You know, she gets upset. It, like, it's, you know, it's it's the time of year. It's the time of year she's experienced a lot of loss. And, you know, it just got to her a little bit. So she's travel- we see her traveling home, and um you know she's uh you know she sees people in love on the underground you know it's one of those things, right, but she's greeted by her fiance David, and um you know they seem happy, they seem yeah nice together, but it's that typical thing, right His parents. It's usually the parents of one of the couple, right? And um, overbearing, obviously overbearing, making full plans. You know when they criticize you in front of your partner, and your partner just sits there and says nothing. So we have all of this. So jennifer runs she's like i'm not having it and she goes for a run right goes for a run and on this run she's um you know she witnesses an accident right a guy gets hit on his bike by a guy in a car she helps him and um they talk because she wants to make sure that he's all right and through the conversation you know he's like um hey you you need to be brave, you need to seize the things that you want Because, you know, she tells him about her frustrations and everything And he's like, listen, everything's going to be fine Just listen, when you wake up tomorrow, you know, just seize your day Right, so she goes home, she wakes up Oh, and this is when it gets interesting So, obviously, people, she wakes up and she ain't in uh, Kansas anymore, let's say. You know, she's jumped in time or jumped in time or jumped to another reality. So, in this new situation, she's no longer with David. No, she's with Gabrielle. And, you know, she's kind of, Obviously, she's like, oh, I don't know what's happening here. Oh, this is all weird. She bumps again into the guy who, hit, you know, she helped on the bike. And he explains, you know, he's a guardian angel. And he's giving her a look at what life would have been, you know, if she had been brave and seized The opportunities, you know, so now she gets to live life, but only up until Christmas, you know, so she's, you know, like, when we've, you know, she's jumped to this new reality, also, (laughs) time-wise, you know, I think we're, uh, I don't know, a few days before Christmas now, right, So, she's only got, like, three or four days to, I don't know, just see how things would have been, right? So, that's the big thing. She's meant to see how things would have been and, um, you know, work out what she actually wants from life, right? So, that's the story here. And, yeah, look. There are definitely parts of this that are corny, right? Definitely parts that are corny and some parts that are a little over the top. you know like um, I think her first interaction with Azriel, like it is like he's a little bit over the top. I kind of felt with the performance, right. And you sometimes find like um I think when she's in a car with Gabrielle and um like Gabrielle's venting and it's a little bit over the top. Like the venting's a little bit over the top, you yeah, know, a little bit too much. So there's a, there's a few other moments of this, you know? But then you have these really nice moments. You know, I, I think the wedding, right? There's this wedding sequence that's really nice. Um, Some, like, conversations with her dad. Like, there's these really nice moments at work, you know? And you're just like, hmm, that was nice you know that that worked and I'd say her last conversation with azriel that that was nice, that worked, you know I thought that kind of yeah that that worked as a piece, but I think what the you know what this does is it it's kind of just that light on well it's a few different things. Right. So gay marriage within the church, you know, that is a, a, a part of this for sure. Um, because Chris North's character, you know, he's uh, Father Kelly. And there's that hypocrisy there. You know, because he's, he's like supported them. But at first it's like, I can't marry you. You know, the the church said, we we can't do this, and blah, blah, blah. And it's all of this, you know, rhetoric that we've heard countless amounts of times. And then it's that whole contradiction of the Pope being, oh, I support gay marriage, but I'm not doing gay. You know what I mean? It's all of that kind of thing. So you have that. You know, there's a point where probably he's like, oh, I need to pray on this. And it's just a bit like, well, you don't. You're either for it or you're not. Right? You you support me or you don't. It, that's it. Right? And like, would yeah, there's, you know, you, you're preaching one thing, so do you want to be involved in uh, an organisation that's kind of full of shit? Right? So it's like, where are you sitting here, you know, so it kind of looks at that, but then also it's the, I you know, as Ezreal said to Jennifer, you know, you have to be brave, you have to commit to things, right, but there's also with that, right, understanding your situation, But then understanding someone else's situation as well. You know there's. I think at the beginning we see one side of it. Later on. We hear. Kind of the things that were going on with Gabriel at the time. So. There's you know I mean there's always two sides to a situation. Uh, So even though you might feel hurt. But you sometimes, you should take a step back. Like, what we see is, if you do certain things in a split of the moment, right? Straight there, where it's all... Rah, rah, you could make the biggest mistake of your life, right? So, it could be a good thing to... Take a big breath. You know what I mean? Breathe wait a little bit, and then make the decision, you know, because then you can actually look at the big picture and go, listen, that hurt me, but why would they do that, like, what's going on with them, okay, yeah, 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 I get it, because they've just had that and bum, 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 okay, let's try and, I'm going to voice my hurt. But I will let them voice theirs as well. And then we can, you know, tackle it in a, you know, civilised way and still move forward with things. Right? So I think that's an important thing that gets pointed out. You know what I mean? Like, I think also there's a point when, you know, Jennifer's asked, are you happy? And she's just like, ah, well, you know, I can be, and it's just like, ah, we all could be, you know, if we, you know, just push a few things down, but it's just like, listen, what actually makes you happy, right, I think the big question here is, it's looking at that, the overall picture, you know, rather than okay, I need to compromise on this and this and this. It's like, wait, who's going to accept me for me? You know? Even if I can be like this or that, they don't mind, right? They are cool with things. You know what I mean? So it's kind of that. You know what I mean? So that's a big part of the film, right? Now, this film was made on a real crazy budget. It was shot in, I think it was like 13 days. You know, so when you look at it, yeah, there are moments when, hmm, like the production slips in a few places, right? The sound might go a little, you know what I mean, askew Right, as I said, look, sometimes uh, there's, and it's not all the way through Right When I say Yeah in, in a couple of points Some of the performances Go a little awry But that's only in a couple of points For the most part It's all very solid You know what I mean But Yeah When you're making a film In that shorter time You know For that This is Yeah This is enjoyable You know I, de- I, de- I definitely, ugh, definitely did get a little, huh, you know what I mean? Where at the end, when um everything was going down, you know what I mean? Did warm the heart a little bit. Ain't gonna lie, people. Ain't gonna lie. So, yeah. You know, I did enjoy it. I was, I have to say, I was caught off guard at the very beginning. It was it was so weird at the very beginning, you know. It, it's playing the normal kind of music you'd expect in a film like this, but then for a split sec, literally a split second, you get a little Capone and Noriega. <laughs> you know, it's like dum 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 dum, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, that's CNN, right? And then it's gone, and you're like, wait, did I just hear that? Am I making it up? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was um that was different. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that in this film. But hey, you know what? If you like, you know, uh kind of a romance film, if you like uh, you know, a romantic Christmas film, then this could be for you people. Yeah, I think if you watched holiday, right, then I think that, um, yeah, you would also enjoy this. You know, so, yeah, I I would say look at it like that, right? If you enjoy that sort of thing, then, yeah, A New York Christmas Wedding is a film for you. So um, why not go check it? It's on Netflix, Right? so it's gonna be there for uh, for a good old while right so that's always a good thing you know so uh, enjoy a little thing over christmas see some decent performances and a little you know heartwarming film so there you go people a new york christmas wedding <laughs> Okay, people So, as we draw to a close on another episode Let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film So, it would seem that, um Yeah, you know, the last Scream film has, um You know, finished its filming And, um yeah, I think people have been waiting on a huge title announcement, and um yeah, it's just scream. Uh, that's it. <laughs> just scream. You know what I mean? I mean, is that um, you know what I mean, an omen on what the film is gonna be? I don't know. Uh, okay, so on some other franchise news. Chris Pratt Sky Star Lord Will be joining The new 4 film Love and Thunder Which is um, I think it's currently filming At the moment You know Taka Wahiti Is uh, directing this one And um, Yeah It's uh, got Christian Bale Chris Hensworth Natalie Portman Tere- Tessa Thompson I, I, you know I believe that Vin Diesel um, is appearing in it as well so um yeah that is all going down um you know Paramount and Hasbro they're relaunching the Transformer franchise and it seems that they have picked up director Stephen Cappell jr. To, uh, you know Direct that first Feature So, um, you know I think, like, he, he's Filmed that people will know Him by his Creed 2 You know, so uh, Yeah I will see what kind of Vision he brings to the whole Situation Alright Now This is, um, a little interesting, right? So, word is that, um, yeah, they're looking to remake Short Circuit. Yeah, Spyglass Media, they're, um, you know, moving ahead with the project, right? Um, you know, they're gathering people to uh, follow a new story on number five You know, they've got um, Eduardo Cisneros and Jason Schumann to write the script um, James Vanderbilt, Paul Ninston and William Shirak will be producing Supposedly Um Yeah I think they're making this Um a Latino Based feature But We will have to see what happens With that Yeah I'm just surprised they're bringing Johnny Five back to the cinema Okay so um Other people that are coming back to the cinema Michael Sarah. He's got a new film um, he's going to be starring in it along with uh, Maya Erskine and Michael Angarano. Right? It's um, called Sacramento. Right? And um, Agramano is also going to be uh, directing the film. Yeah? Um, it's getting co written by uh, Chris Smith. Along with Agrano, who's yeah, he's wearing a lot of hats in this one, right? Um, and the story is supposedly following Ricky, an energetic and free-spirited young man, who convinces Glenn, his longtime friend, who has settled into domestic life, to go on an impromptu road trip from Los Angeles to Sacramento, bringing their past into question. And their future into light Dum, dum, dum Also Um We have got a new film Called Bullet Train Coming Right, it's uh, based on Um Kotaro Izasiki's Um, book Maria Beetle Right, um it's getting ridden by Zach Olawich And David Litch Is directing it's, uh, The cast is Pretty uh, yeah, it's Pretty decent right We've got Brad Pitt Joey King Aaron Taylor Johnson Brian Tyree Henry Andrew Koji uh, Michael Shannon And Zazie Beetz So uh, yeah I'm uh, looking forward to that one Uh, Netflix Have picked up a new film From Jada Patel Um, Yeah It's You know He co-wrote it with Pam Brady Right Um, I don't think it's got a name It hasn't got a name But Unfortunately It is uh, one of these Pandemic Productions Right so um, yeah, It's basically about a group of Actors and actresses Stuck inside a pandemic bubble At a hotel Attempting to complete a film Hmm I mean I don't know If I want to watch a ton of TV And films About the pandemic that we're still in, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, Netflix have um picked it up, so uh, they saw promise in it. Okay, so, um, with Disney making you know, they're making a lot of their animated features into live actions, and I think you know, there was probably a few that you thought. That won't get done Right Well one of those for me Was Lilo and Stitch But hey ho That's getting done into a live action You know It's uh Being directed by John Chu Right Um Mike Van Wees Is writing the script uh, yeah, this is uh, something interesting, man I know, it, it, it's kind of crazy Um, I <laughs> will just have to see what happens with it, man You know what I mean? Man, it, it, yeah, I don't know how they're, uh, Well, how are they going to do the alieny thing? That's what I want to know and I guess, you know, they would It would be a Hawaiian-based feature you know, I haven't actually seen the cartoon, to be honest with you. But everyone tells me it's great. I've got Disney Plus, so I might have to venture into a lot of these, uh, you know, films that I just haven't got round to watching. Right, but yeah, we're getting a live-action one, and I think the news that people were wondering has finally been confirmed. And that is a Wonder Woman 1984. Is, uh, yeah, it is skipping cinema. Um, well, not quite. It, it, it's going to be cinema if cinema is open. But it is hitting um, HBO Max as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be coming out on, um, I think... Mm, 16th of December Yeah So uh, Yeah There you go people I don't know what's going to happen though In the UK You know what I mean Because Yeah We don't have um, We don't have Max So I think Yeah If the cinemas don't open who knows Oh, let me see Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on Hold on, okay Right It will be Christmas Day I see in the States Right, Christmas Day Cinema Max And internationally It will be the 16th Interesting Interesting But um, that all depends If the cinemas are open Because at the moment They are shut. (laughs) So um, Yeah I don't know people I don't know We will see what the hell is happening But you know what I mean Listen We are done That's us But remember people The UK Film Festival Starts on Sunday the 22nd of November The Sheffield Dockfest Is still running That finishes on the 26th of November So um, yeah A lot of stuff to be interested in And people Sci-Fi London Is coming At you From the 8th of December To the 13th So a lot of fun things to um Do right now And to look forward to But until Next time Well actually I say next time People you've got part two To get into so Go check that out now Enjoy have fun And we will see you Next Thursday Alright bye peace